Now Burns is on the on the watch list. <laughs> Welcome into the Wild Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a great episode today. We just got off the horn with Burns's Cooper Lakin. Had a lot of fun talking to him. A lot of fun learning about Burns football. Burns is officially on the map for one of your co-hosts here. Robert already knew about Burns football. <laughs> but so... We're going to talk to him here in a little bit, and then we're going to talk some high school football here at the top. Great game that Robert was at last Friday. Just an absolute classic, as well as probably the greatest game I've ever seen from an individual player in one game. I mean, geez Louise, Natrona County's Caden Wilcox. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll have Caden Wilcox as well as Cooper Lakin in to talk about his performance unbelievable just truly remarkable what he was able to do on friday so we'll talk to the man himself as well as wrap up the podcast with a little bit of pokes talk tough loss at colorado springs just brutal brutal start to mountain west conference play for the pokes but first robert how's it going man going great as always um yeah we got to see some classic stuff on Friday night, right? I want to hear you, your thoughts on Caden and did he leave you speechless Friday night? Caden Wilcox. So if you haven't seen any of my tweets about the kids performance from last Friday night, four picks, 42 yard receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, 21 total tackles, a fumble recovery, he had 67 defensive points, which broke the old NC record. The old NC record, by the way, 35. He nearly doubled it. Nearly doubled it. I, he, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, It was the craziest individual performance I've ever seen from a player. And each interception just kept getting better. The first one runs back catches it like Willie Mays in center field. The next one, he do- he jumps up, dives, tips the pass in the air, then falls down and catches it while he's on the ground. The third interception, he dives in the end zone, catches it, gets his feet down. Like, I didn't see the fourth one. It was after two feet. Two feet, down? Two, feet been, down? would have been a catch in the big leagues, huh? He got two feet. I mean, it – then he was obviously 21 tackles. He was all over the field, just a menace, a menace. I think his tackling talked Campbell County out of running the ball, and then they couldn't throw the ball because he was going to intercept the pass. I, I, It was genuinely the craziest game I've ever seen from a player. And then he also scored those two touchdowns, which – you know, that's nice for anybody when you can score two touchdowns on offense. But everything he did on defense, it left me speechless. Like, truly, I don't know a way to describe the game. Coach Harshman put it best probably. He said that it was the equivalent of a basketball player scoring 80 or 90 points in a game. 
Like that that's the kind of game that Caden had. And it was unbelievable. Don't worry. We'll hear from the man himself, but uh, we can talk more about that with Caden. Let, let's talk about East Central. Absolutely fantastic game that you were at on Friday. Tell me about that one. What what went down in the capital city? Well, it certainly came down to the final play of the game. Um, you know, central quarterback Keegan Bartlett threw up a pass and Nathaniel Talich using his basketball hops jumped up. He had it. He caught it. Um, and East, a uh, friend of the podcast, Caleb Romero, did what he does best and broke up the pass. So East prevailed, uh, beat Central for the sixth year in a row. And looking back, I think there has only been one game that hasn't been close, and that was last year when East, they beat Central like 41 to 13 or something like that. But, yeah, it was, it was a great game. Central was winning the whole game. East took the lead in the first quarter. And then Central took the lead, first play of the second quarter, and East didn't lead again until the final 30 seconds of the game. So, yeah, it was a comeback by East, but Central, kind of like Cooper Lakin told us, Burns shoots themselves in the foot. Central shot themselves in the foot there down the stretch a couple times. Um, but credit to East for taking advantage. Got You got to capitalize on those, on those miscues, right? No doubt. No doubt. The only thing that Caden Wilcox, I guess, might have done wrong in the game, he had a snap sail over his head for a safety. That's how Campbell County got its only two points of, on the board. I failed to mention earlier, he also blocked a field goal. But what, what, does Central, what does Central have to do to beat East next year? What do they have to improve upon to just do to get to snap that streak? They just need to win a game this year. They need to win another game this year. Um, get the bad taste out of out of their mouth because I don't think they're a one in six team. And but uh, yeah, they've just had some bad breaks. I think um, their uh, each loss has been their their average margin of loss is less than nine points. So that's that's pretty much one possession game you're losing by each game. It's just just tough, just tough, just not being able to pull it out down the stretch. I guess their worst loss so far this season was the first game of the year when they lost twenty-two to nothing against NC. Every other game has been a one possession game except for Sheridan thirty-one twenty. I I mean Central's not a bad football team, but it's kind of yeah. it's kind of interesting that Laramie of all schools holds their playoff destiny in their own hands. They have a chance to beat South, and then they can beat Central in the final week, and they would crack the playoffs. Certainly, not exactly something that you would and have anticipated happening happening at the beginning of the season. You definitely didn't picture Central as a one win team 
this deep into the season either. So, you know, that crazy, crazy couple of final weeks for those last couple of playoff spots we could have, depending upon if Laramie can beat South. In- yeah, what is pretty crazy is four teams sitting six and one. That too. Yeah. Crazy at the top too, certainly. East – is among those six and one teams. What what do you think that they did the best on Friday night? Obviously, they came away with victory, but it wasn't their cleanest game. They did the what they've been doing all year. They've won what they've won four games uh, by one possession. Um, Sheridan they beat Sheridan by three points. Beat Natrona on the final play of the game by a point. Right. Um, they rallied to beat Campbell County, I think, by six points. Uh, they trailed. They, they trailed against Central, came back, won by six points. They just kind of come together at the end and buckled down when, you know, they just buckled down when they need to. Yeah, four out of their six wins have been within one possession, and their only loss to Thunder Basin was within five points. Therefore, one possession for the T-Birds. They're headed up here to Casper to take on Kelly Walsh this weekend. Wish Robert was coming up to cover the game. Could have a little little ice-cold Miller Lite or something afterwards. But I'm going to be watching South Laramie. It's going to be going, a great, great battle. That's our game of the week for those people who uh, don't, don't watch the local news. Laramie South, one school – trying to win its first game in two years. The other school trying to win its first game under its new coach. There's plenty of storylines surrounding two winless teams. It's a good chance to, you know, showcase both teams as well. Should be interesting because I have not seen South at all. I've seen Laramie a couple times and Laramie's got a lot of fight, but they don't have very many players. So it could be an intriguing game between those two schools. What do you I think South is in the exact same boat? I think, I think South is in the exact same boat as Laramie. A lot of fight, not a lot of players. Uh, I think I, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, I think one of the best games I covered was South versus Laramie in 2019 because both teams held the lead, uh, I think, twice in the fourth quarter and South – two-minute drive to win the game with a two-point conversion, which is pretty awesome. And then Laramie missed a field goal, game-winning field goal, 47 yards. So that was a, that was a great game, classic, another classic game. Coach Ronga might have him try a 60-yarder. I don't know. He's, he's bold when it comes to his field goals. Bold. Bold. You never know what you could see from their special teams unit in Laramie. So our man Go Pokes on Twitter asked Robert earlier if he was still going with Rock Springs to win the state. I, I thought it was a great question. And so I have to – I want to ask it myself. Are you still riding with Rock Springs? Are you still riding with the Tigers to take this whole thing at the end of the year at 4A? I don't know. With Cheyenne East quarterback Gavin Goff, you know, it has to change the tide a little bit. Um, Sheridan, I think Sheridan 
could potentially win. Uh, all these teams could potentially win. I think I would like Sheridan. Um, and I, I really like Natrona. I like Natrona to make a run and at least go to the semifinals, maybe the state championship game. And, yeah. Uh, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I'm inclined to agree with you on Natrona County. I think they're kind of – Are you biased? Are you biased? I'm not biased, but I think they're kind of peaking at the right time, potentially. I think they've got got all the kinks worked out. Coach Harshman has been telling me for weeks now that they've been banged up, and I think they're going to get healthy right around the time the playoffs start. Now, Natrona County has a big game this Friday against Thunder Basin, which Thunder Basin, really their closest game that they've played, obviously their one loss, but then against – East as well. So Thunder Basin, I haven't seen them at all, but they seem like they're a really good team. So I think it'll be a good test because the last time Natrona County went on the road, I watched them put up an egg. They put up an egg as in zero, and they would look lifeless against Sheridan. But so I think those two teams with Gavin Goff going down, Sheridan and Natrona County, they have a they could be they could be dangerous. Come yep. But don't 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 still don't count East or Rock Springs out for sure. Um, who, do you happen to know who Natrona plays in their final game of the season? They host South. Okay. Um, first. And Cheyenne season. East. Cheyenne East plays Rock Springs. In Cheyenne, that'll be a big game. Big game. Big game. The last the last week is going to determine the playoff seating in a way that people probably didn't anticipate. Obviously a lot of people had Sheridan, Rock Springs, East, Thunder Basin in those, in that conversation for those four teams at the top, but who will be four and have to play a hungry Natrona County team. That's going to be tough because all those teams have one loss. So somebody who is really good might have to play somebody who is even better in the first round of the playoffs. And Sheridan and Thunder Basin play on the final week of the season too. So Exactly. Those top four teams, that's exactly. going to be great. It's going to be great. Thunder Natrona County has a way to sneak in to the top four if they can beat Thunder Basin and then Sheridan beats Thunder Basin as well. So, whew, could be fun. Could be real fun down the stretch here. Certainly certainly is going to be fun down the stretch for the kids in Burns, specifically our man Cooper Lakin. Won't make it wait any longer. Enjoy this interview with Burns slot back, as he explained to me as his position, his main position, as well as just roving defender. Yeah, get it together. Get it together, David. <laughs> Burns slot back, roving defender, just all around – Funny guy, Cooper Lakin. All right, our next guest is a really special one. He's from Burns. Yeah, we're continuing with the small school guys. We had Stu Lairwick from Pine Bluffs on a few weeks ago. And now we've got Cooper Lakin, the man for Burns. How's it going today, Cooper? How you been? How's the week? Um, it's going pretty good. How are you? 
you know, can't complain. It's always fun talking to you guys, especially you small school guys have, have some great stories. Just and yeah, for sure. those are some great games. And that just kind of leads me into one of the best games of the season, at least in terms of upsets, was you guys over Wheatland. Was that something that you guys heading into that game, you're pretty confident? Or how, what was it like heading into that one? Um, I mean, yeah, we're always confident when we head into games. I mean, I don't know. Um, we never intend to lose, I guess. And then being able to pull everything off, I mean, we were just uh, working really good and our O-line was being stellar. So I uh, can't really complain much about, like, how we played and everything. It was just – we didn't expect anything last, honestly. I mean, you love to hear that. You love to hear that you you expect to take on Wheatland and take them down. Uh, what what was that? What was that game like for you? I mean, after you've got the win, you're standing out there with your teammates. I mean, how exciting was that? Oh, the atmosphere was crazy. We've had uh, probably the biggest student section we had all year. Our band was playing. Um, everybody was being ra- really loud. And it's always awesome when on the field everybody's uh, working together and hyped for everybody else's, like, accomplishments and everything. So it was just one of the best feelings um, probably a football player could feel in their life. I know you guys kind of went more – used to be kind of run-heavy team and now you're passing the ball a lot more. What's been going so well for you this season? Is it your chemistry with Caden, Caden David, quarterback, or what's going well for you this season? Um, I've on uh, honestly, I would have to say that'd be it because, um, growing up, us receivers have always been the ones we've always been thrown with Caden, passing with Caden and, um, our connections just always been there. And so when we can connect that on the field, that's probably the main reason is just because we know each other so well. I talked, when I talked to Jackson before the season started, he said, uh, you and Jackson really compliment each other when you're out on the field. Um, what about that? How does he open up maybe some routes for you or how do you open up routes for him? Um, so, yeah, if you get me and Jackson on the same side, one of those is always going to be open. Uh, our coach usually sends plays to uh, our side that allows one of us to rub the corner off of Jackson or the outside backer off of me or the safety or whatever. So, uh, we've always had that connection, like, hey, we don't need to tell each other what to do or whatever. It's like, yeah, I got you right here. Or he's got me right there. It's, I don't know, it's just chemistry that we've always kind of had. You know, you guys have been up and down definitely this year, right? Um, just you obviously had the big win um, against Wheatland, and you've dropped a couple games. Maybe you could have won. Uh, what's the season been like so far for you? Uh, what's, I mean, what's been – What's been the biggest struggle in, you know, not being able to pull out those games that you could have pulled out? So I don't think it's necessarily outmatched, outnumbered or anything. I think it's just we shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, like sometimes things don't click and then one play builds off the next and it's not in a positive way. Uh, I don't think it's our personnel or anything It's or even the play calls. It's just like our assignment, sometimes we drop and then that's what shoots us. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Cooper. I don't know a whole lot about Burns, Wyoming or the Burns football team. So tell me, what, what's the culture of this team? What, what's it like? What, how would you describe Burns football? 
David David lives in Casper. Oh, I see. Um, well, Burns is a town of 300 people, and when school's in session, the population or doubles. Um, when my brother was a senior in 2020, um, that was our best, like probably one of our best programs in, since 2008 when we won the state championship. And it's always just gotten a little bit better. Even if in the years past we haven't been winning, I feel like our schools come together more. Um, we do things more like our homecoming. Like it's always more, um, I would say like extravagant. We always got more cool things to do. I mean, the culture has definitely changed since then, but uh, yeah, that's it. That's, I think we've gotten to a better status. We're finally getting out there, but I don't know if you haven't ever heard of Burns, then I guess we need <laughs> to try harder. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, Robert's told me he's been trying to get you to come on for weeks, man. He, he's like Cooper Lake and this kid's balling. We need to have him on. And so we're coming off the biggest rivalry in Cheyenne in terms of Central and East. So who's Burns' yeah. big rival? Who is you guys, when you see them on the schedule, you're like, all right, let's go. It's those guys. Well, Pine, Pine, Pine Bluffs, right, Cooper? But you guys don't get to play them anymore, right? No, we don't get to play them. It used to be it. And when Burns went to Pine or Pines went to Burn, you better watch out because that would have been a crazy game. That's how <laughs> it's always been. Um in terms of, um, yeah, who would you say is? Like, I guess I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like it definitely has to be Wheeland. I mean, we've always had that like chip on our shoulder when we've played them, just because they're better than us and we're better than them, and blah 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 blah. But I think that's the closest school that we would have to call our rival now that we're in two A football. Is it still good to see that Pine Bluffs? Because they're they're I mean they're good this year. They're really oh, good. Yeah. It's good to you're probably friends with a lot of those kids, right? It's good to see those yeah. guys doing. Um, was it? Yeah, Shoshone. Uh, when yeah. they played Shoshone, we had the game their game on pregame for us. We were watching okay. that went out. Yeah, I went and covered that game. That was a pretty good game. So, yeah. what do you think? You think you guys matched up this year? Who's 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 gonna win that? That intra-county matchup there. Burns going to win. What do you mean? Like, they go for, like further on in the playoffs than us or what? If you and Pine Bluffs were to match up this year, oh, uh, who's going to win? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Since they're nine, man, they obviously got to have a pretty decent pass game. And yeah, I guess we have a pretty decent pass defense. So, I think it would be uh, a Shoshone game where it's down to the last second, like, let's get things going kind of thing. Especially when it's a rivalry game like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the kids know each other for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was, I was watching some of your highlights from throughout the games earlier this year, and you certainly move around the field a lot. You're getting the ball in a lot of different places. You're catching passes. You're doing jet sweeps, that kind of thing. Is that something that you've always had in your game or is that something that's new this year or something that you want to continue to get better at? I mean, how, how would you describe that part of your game? Um, so two years ago, we were definitely a uh, running offense because we had Bo Clayson and my older brother, Caden, that just dominated the field. And you'd hand it off and you, are, you are, or already knew it was going to be a touchdown. 
So uh, once they left, we kind of had to explore our options and stuff and uh, found out that our connections with our QB and our receivers was the way to go. And last year we built on it, and this year we're building even more on it. And so I would say that that's – uh, really what we are is we're always, we've always had that offense, that passing and jetting and all that kind of stuff. You've mentioned your brother as a big influence on the Burns football program, and I'm sure he's been a big influence on you. What, what oh. kind of role does he play for you, just motivating you or, you know, teaching you? What, what does your brother provide for you? Well, I usually get the that FaceTime call every uh, Saturday morning. Like, what the heck did that was that? Like, look at this play, all this kind of stuff. Like, man, come on. Uh, he's always coached me up. It's he's yeah, he's probably my biggest fan. I'm probably his biggest fan. Um, we've always built on each other. He went and played at the college level and did all that stuff. So I learned stuff from him, and he learned stuff from me. I mean, he definitely taught me more because, you know, I'm high school and barely know anything. Shattern State, right? Your brother plays yes. for Shattern? Yes, sir. Have you, been able, have you been able to go watch some games this year? Uh, not this year. All right. I, I'll go back to your schedule because one of the cool things, I think, about the lower non-4A schools – I'm not I'm not trying to diss any non-4A, but – I think it's really cool that you guys often play schools from out of state. And I noticed that you guys had a team from Colorado on the schedule. What are those games like for you guys playing teams that you're like, this isn't Wyoming, but it's a cool experience as a high school football player to play a a team from, you know, kind of far away. Well, going into the game, we heard that there was going to be scouts there and we've never had that before. So we get there and we're like, Oh man, what do we do? Crapping down our leg kind of thing. And uh, never, never heard of Yuma before, never seen their film, never even heard of anybody play them. And we get there, and they're this just tank of a team. And it's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, man. You're cracking me up. It's totally You're cracking fun. me up. So, I mean, it was 41 to 6, but I'm sure there was at least some positive from that game. What was, what was the biggest takeaway after the, afterwards for you guys? Well – it being our first game of the season, it would just like kind of set the tone for like, okay, this is what we got to work on. This is what works. This is what doesn't work. And we really did like base a lot of things off of that because that game, we were definitely half and half like passing and uh, rushing, but now we're more like 75% rushing or passing and 25% rushing. So we definitely seen our strengths and our weaknesses and, seeing what our line can do, see what our QB can do, see what our receivers can do kind of thing. I mean, considering that we brought back nine starters from last year, it's uh, it was definitely a bonus. I mean, seeing that we've all played together before. I want to ask you about Cody Winslow. Um, is that kid just a beast on the defensive oh, end? Oh, he's a tank. Or what? Yeah, so, you know, when you got the number one kid in the state on defense – as your middle linebacker, you're like, okay, this kid's definitely got his stuff down. Um, you, he's definitely a kid that you can trust, and he's definitely a kid that will truck you. Like, if you're not watching, he's going to knock your lights out kind of thing. Like, stay away from him in practice. So, yeah, it's he's he's really good. Damn. This guy sounds like a beast. I, I, I don't want yeah. to 
into him on the street and burned slow on yeah. the football field. He said, "Stay away from him, like he's like he's a bull that just bucked off a cowboy." Stay yeah, exactly. Him, it's like you better better hop up that fence right there. <laughs> well, Robert mentioned it earlier. You guys have had some pretty high highs this season, also some lows. You got two games left on the schedule. What what do you think you guys need to do in order to win win out and win these last two games? <sighs> Honestly, it just comes down to execution. Like, that's our biggest thing because we know we can run. We know we can pass and catch and do all that kind of stuff. It's just getting our assignments down and uh, making sure everything's on lock. That, that's making sure that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, like I said earlier. Um, it's Yeah, that's all. That's what we got to do. Well, We'll be following along. Now now Burns is on the map for me. Now Burns is on the on the watch list. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, this is this last question here, we'll wrap it up. It's one that we like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. You've got a burger in front of you. You can put yeah. anything on the burger. Anything at all. Whatever ingredients. It's the Cooper Lake and Burger. What's going on the Cooper Lake and Burger? All right, so we're going with a solid double patty, bacon, cheese, and pickles. That's it. No sauces. That stuff's gross. No ketchup or nothing? No ketchup. I hate ketchup. (laughs) Not even on fries. No ketchup. I'm I'm in that camp with you. No ketchup. I don't like ketchup at all. Robert, are you a ketchup guy? Oh, yeah. Ketchup's delicious. (laughs) You guys, like tomatoes? you guys like no, tomatoes? You guys like tomatoes? No, tomatoes. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> well, probably the burger that I've ordered the most in terms of burgers that have been put out there. I've definitely had a double patty, bacon, and cheese and pickles. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Cooper Lakin from Burns, wide receiver. If you haven't seen his highlights, they're pretty good as well. Check those out. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And good luck these last two weeks. Thank you, sir. All right, we got Caden Wilcox with us. The man, the myth, the legend from last Friday. Had an incredible game. We went over that earlier. So we had to get him in here, have him on the podcast. Really appreciate you coming in, Caden. How's it it going today? How's the prep for Thunder Basin on Friday going? It's going. I mean, we're excited and big game for us. It's certainly a big game. You had a big game last Friday against the other team from Gillette. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit earlier this week, so some of these questions might be the same. But, you know, where was your head at going into that game against Campbell County? It was obviously a big game, and I'm sure you probably dreamed about having a good game, but I don't know if you dreamed about it being that good. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely definitely a step up from the – games from this year and last uh i don't really know how to explain it it's pretty crazy (laughs) it was definitely crazy would you say that's the best game you've ever played any sport or or where does that rank for you i don't know it's definitely probably number one for football um i don't know the whole night was just fun we were all having fun it was they were a classy team so we didn't like get into it or anything like other games have um I don't know it was just 
amazing. It's a great night. What was your favorite play from that game that you had? Um, I mean, all, I liked all my interceptions, but uh, I think my favorite one just that was like the most fun was uh, when we were on the one yard line and Harshman said, I need you to jump over the top of everyone. <laughs> and then I ran and there's just a wide open hole and I just jumped for no reason. <laughs> that was, that was probably the funniest one. I, uh, my favorite one was probably uh, either the one where we were in man coverage and I uh, broke across in the end zone and got a pick like a diving pick and then, or my one-handed one that I tipped to myself. That was pretty cool. You know, going into uh, tomorrow's game against Thunder Basin, they have obviously Ryan, Ryan Baker's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, it'll take, you know, some, some good defense to stop those guys. What are you kind of expecting from Thunder Basin? Um, I'm pretty sure they're like number one for past teams in the state for right now and expecting a lot of passes and, Hopefully I can get another game like I did on last Friday. I don't know if you'll be able to replicate that. I, but I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be pretty insane. <laughs> well, we haven't had any NC guys on. And really? obviously, Coach Harshman is a legend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. His, his resume speaks for himself for itself. What's it what's it like playing for Coach Harshman? It's amazing. He's all about team and just getting better every week and I mean he's built programs up that were five and five in this regular season and then end up winning state championships so I don't know he's a great coach uh, he, and he's surrounded by a lot of great guys too. You talked about uh, progressing through the season Harshman coach Harshman is really good at you know building you guys up throughout the season how much have you guys improved through the season you know because you guys almost beat East, obviously, that came down to the final play of the game. Um, I think the only game that really hasn't been close for you guys has been Sheridan, right? Yeah. So uh, how have you seen you guys just improve throughout the season? Um, we've just – I don't know. He, like, gets to know the team each year, like new group of seniors. Um, and I think – I don't know. He might get upset with me for saying this, but uh, – I think he's like kind of built our senior class up from for like the last two years and hopefully we can get a state championship out of this one. Um, he's surrounded by a lot of great guys and he just focuses on getting better every week, no matter what the outcome is on Friday. And then come the postseason when we get into the playoffs, um, that's when it really gets interesting. Do you feel like you guys are starting to play your best football right now? Yeah, I think uh, I think Friday was probably one of our best or almost best um, football games that we've played um, on a Friday night. We've had great practices going into weeks and just haven't really put it together on Friday nights. Um, and we've been close with a lot of teams that are – we were like a, I don't know, like a four-way, five-way tie for there for a little bit and then fumbled the bank, I guess. <laughs> well, 
Robert and I are both really high on your team. If you didn't know, we we're drinking the Mustang Kool Aid. <laughs> Coach Harshman has been telling me all year that this team is one that it just seems to get better every week, and that he thinks you guys have a really good team. And I we're inclined to agree with him. Yeah. What What do you think has been the most impressive thing about your team so far this season? Um, I think our chemistry and like uh our bond as um, teammates has really inclined a lot and uh, has just excelled throughout the year. And we do this thing every year, it's camp victory. And that was amazing for team chemistry. And we had a lot going into it and just got to know each teammate better. One of the things that following you during the baseball season over the summer, all the guys said that Caden, was the glue. He's the guy who connected all of us. Do you have that same role on this football team? Um, I hope I do. I mean, <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're, we're all pretty close and I think I might be, but Tyler Hill's a great leader. We just have a bunch of leaders on our team and even the kids that aren't leaders are leaders towards other people and whatnot on our team. David asked you what has impressed you uh, some. Uh, what has impressed you the most about your team this season? But who on your team has impressed you the most so far? Maybe who's having who's most improved player up to this point on the roster? Um, well, I'd probably say either Tyler Hill or Brendan Nelson, both the captains. Uh, Tyler got a little varsity time last year, but it wasn't anything like this year, and he's really stepped up and. He's hitting good right now. Brendan, he's I've – I've grown up with Brendan, and we all used to be just little kids, and he's really excelled and just put in the work to be better each day. That's awesome. Um, last year you guys played Cheyenne South, and uh, their team manager scored a touchdown there. Uh, you guys let that happen. Um And you were one of the guys who you didn't just let him score. You kind of uh, made an attempt to uh, pretend tackle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. What was that experience like for you guys? Um, It was, it was amazing to us. I mean, just to, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it really. Um, It was just a cool, cool deal for him. And, just glad we got us started out that way for that game. yeah and i mean that was awesome you had that nice uh yeah that little you had that nice little addition yeah with the with the missed tackle there yeah so that was great scorpion and it was pretty funny <laughs> but it was cool it was it was definitely something that he'll remember and i think i'll probably remember it the rest of my life i'm gonna ask coach harshman has Mentioned it so many times. You're a three-sport athlete. Yeah. As far as I know, unless you're doing some other sports <laughs> that I don't know about. You play baseball. Yeah. Hit in the middle of the lineup there. You're a state wrestling champion. And obviously one of the premier guys on this year's football team. How do you think playing three sports has helped you over the years? Um, I don't know. Being more diverse. Wrestling definitely helps out with uh, football and Wrestling helps out with competing and baseball helps out with 
catching a ball and football helps out with competing and uh, they all just tie together really nice. So we asked this to pretty much everyone that we have on the podcast here. You got a burger in front of you. You put anything on the burger. It's going to be the Caden Wilcox burger. What's going on the Caden Wilcox burger? Uh, probably double patty, um, bacon, uh, cheese, um, barbecue sauce, and maybe a jalapeno dip it in ranch. <laughs> Give it in ranch with a, like a jalapeno sliced up or a whole jalapeno. What, what's go, What's that looking like? Yeah, like a sliced up one. Like, <laughs> I get it for peaches, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, something like that. What kind of cheese are you rocking? Um, probably either American or uh, jalapeno cheddar. Ooh. Ooh. Jalapeno nice. cheddar. That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caden Wilcox plays both ways for the Mustangs, plays baseball, also a state champion wrestler. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed those interviews with Burns' Cooper Lakin and Natrona County's Caden Wilcox. Still can't get over that game from Caden Wilcox last Friday. (laughs) Couple, couple black and orange schools here, huh? Yeah. Podcast today. Yeah. Some synergy, some black and orange synergy. So, man, good talking to those guys. Going to wrap up the pod here with a little bit of poke stock, just real quick. If you want more poke stock, listen to Previewing the Pokes with File Sports Josh Criswell. That should be out later this week. I don't know who Josh has on this week, but it should be a good one with Fresno State. Plenty of options. Plenty of people covering the Bulldogs. Pokes loss, first game of the season. Also, the first conference game of the season against Air Force, 24-14. to And it was a tough loss from the perspective that UW had two good drives. And that was it. That was really all they were able to get going. They had a decent drive to lead the second half. They got the ball to start the second half when it was 14 to 14. They drove it down to field goal range and then penalties and all kinds of mishaps pushed them out of field goal range. That was kind of all she wrote. Air Force kind of chewed the clock for the rest of the game. A lot of people might have wondered why Greg Bowl didn't want to kick a field goal when they were down 24 14 with. Less than two minutes to go, fourth and 10 from, I think it was like the 25-yard line. I personally loved the decision to go for it. Didn't like that it seemed like Sean Chambers and the rest of the offense were confused as to why they were going for it. They looked like they were running off the field to kick the field goal, and then they were back on the field to go for it on fourth and 10. If you're going to be going for it, and going for a touchdown in that situation, I think like you guys have to know the scenario in terms of what you want, in terms of what Coach Bowl was looking for. But alas, you dropped that one. There's another chance. There's always another game. One loss isn't going – highly doubt one loss is going to bury the team, but it does put them behind in terms of the run for a Mountain West title. 
I wasn't able to watch much of the game. Uh, second half, you mainly is what I watched. You didn't those miss two, much. Those two good drives half. they had. Those two good drives they had were in the first half, though, right? They were at the very end of the first half. They were the final yeah. two possessions for the Cowboys. And what was going well for them in those drives? They picked up a fumble on one of them by. Casper native Jordan Bertinoli, and then X, he just had a big, long 74-yard run. Sean Chambers was 0 for 7 on his first seven passes, 0 for 7. And as Coach Bowl alluded to in his press conference, they weren't always on the money, but they certainly could have been caught. And I, I, I just don't know, man. I, I love how many rush, How many rushes did Valerie finish with eight? Eight. So, um, for ninety-two, yeah. should he should he have uh, had the ball in his hands more? I'm not a coach. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't I mean, I don't know. I just think uh, they were shutting the run down. Give the ball to your best best player, right? They were shutting the run down pretty tight. Eight for ninety-six. I misspoke earlier, but if you take away the seventy-four yard run, that's seven for twenty-two. That's three yards a carry. Like, that's not very good. So, I think they were trying to get the pass game going. They couldn't get anything going passing the ball, and they tried to run it, and they couldn't run it. But I don't think it's any simpler than that. Like, it just was – it was a tough performance offensively. And if you're not completing passes, regardless of whether you're, – you're just not going to be able to run the ball if you can't pass the ball at all. Sean finished 11 for 28 after starting 0 for 7. So 11 for 21 if you just throw out those first seven passes. And it just – it was not a great performance from the Pokes offensively. The defense played pretty well, all things considered. Chad Muma said the, the pass surprised them in the second half when Air Force finally opened up the playbook a little bit and they got him. They got him in the second half. But it was just – it was one of those games where the if the Pokes had come away with the game, it would have been great, but they didn't deserve to win. They didn't play like a team that should have won the ball game. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. They probably shouldn't have deserved to beat you, Connie, either, but – Right, right. Well – Fresno State this weekend, keeping my fingers crossed. It will be my first game, first hopefully full game with two full, fully healthy elbows. So I'm looking forward to that. Got Kelly Walsh East on Friday, Roberts at South Larry. Is, is the sling off, David? The sling's off? The sling is off. How's the mobility? It's full go. It, my elbow is popping like crazy, but it, it's pretty good. I can straighten my arm out again, which is real nice. Real nice. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate everybody who's been listening, subscribing, doing all of those things to help grow the podcast. If you want to follow Robert on Twitter, at Armunoz307, holding it down for the Cowboys State. All kinds of great updates. The guy is a machine tweeter when he's at a sporting event. You feel like you're there. So he's a great follow. You can follow myself, have Mr. David Graff on Twitter if you feel so inclined. If 
you want to throw a few shackles to the pot, never hurt anybody. Looking forward to more football this weekend. Can't wait. Football season, full swing, baby. Full swing. You didn't sound enthused right there. I can't wait, man. It's going to be a long weekend, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm nervous for the pokes in this Fresno State game. Uh, quite frankly, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough contest. Not their easiest opponent of the year, certainly. At least they got them at home. True. It's always tough to come to Laramie. It's tough to come to Laramie, even if you're coming there from Casper. So, if you're making the trip from Fresno, it's it's no easy easy trip. Well, that'll do it for this podcast. Shout out to Shadewell for the music. Go post.